Welcome back to the Future Show here on the TD Ameritrade Network. It's time to bring in Michael Zaremski, the Director of Futures at Charles Schwab, to help us take a deeper dive into a very busy week ahead. Michael, good Monday morning. Welcome. Let's, well, begin with the eco data. Earlier in the show, we were talking about earnings with Kevin, some of the companies reporting quarterly results, which I want to get your thoughts on. But obviously, the focus this week is going to be on the jobs reports. That's going to start off tomorrow with the jolts numbers. Talk to us about what we should be looking for. Absolutely right. It's really uh, jobs numbers. And of course, the FOMC meeting on Wednesday there is really going to be the focus on traders this week here. But as far as the uh, the jobs here and the jolts here as well, too, um, once again, it's still seeing a large number of job openings, even though it has started to shift down here the last few months. Ben, we're still expecting over 10 million jobs opening uh, in September there as well, too. So we're still at a very elevated level there. And also, not along with the job openings, going on, what's that quits figures as well, too, which have been uh, very steadily over that 4 million level. We start to see that come down a little bit as well, too. Maybe it's saying that some workers there are not kind of doing that job shifting like they've been doing. They're seeing maybe a little bit of a a little bit of ease in the labor market there as well. And we might see that as maybe a trend going forward there. So those are definitely uh, two numbers to watch. We also have on the uh, other side that the job cuts there as well, too. We have the uh, Challenger job cuts for October out on Thursday as well, too. And that is supposed to uh, kind of spike up to over 31,000 there as well, too. So definitely something to keep an eye on as well, too, ahead of those nine farm payrolls on Friday. Right now, expecting a number of about 200,000 jobs added with a little slight uptick in the unemployment rate to about 3.6%. But let's face it, the past several months, Ben, these job numbers have come out much hotter than analysts have mm -hmm. expected. So we'll see if this trend continues there, which is something that the Fed is definitely uh, not wanting to see. That They want to see the labor market start to slow a bit as well, too. And kind of tied into that, Ben, let's look at those average hourly earnings as, as well, too, because that wage inflation there definitely is something that the Fed is all also keeping a close eye on as well, too. Expect to be up about 0.3% month over month there. But uh, fortunately, if that's the case there, it's supposed to fall below that 5% year over year there. So it'll be kind of going in the direction that the Fed wants to see. I'll also get a look at the ADP numbers, the weekly jobless claims as well. So a wide range in terms of employment uh, figures due out this week. Let's talk a little bit about the earnings. We touched on it earlier in the show, Kevin was telling us nothing along the lines of what we saw last week, Michael, in terms of uh, the focus on big tech names, but still a handful of names that are going to provide a little bit of insight in terms of the wealth, the well-being thereof in terms of the U.S. consumer. Absolutely right. In fact, this is actually the biggest week of number of companies reporting for earnings, Ben, but like I said, not those big headline tech names like we've seen last week. But we got a, a good mixture of earnings to keep an eye out. Uh, for the uh, pharmaceutical and drug sectors there. We got somebody like Eli Lilly there. We got Pfizer. We got Amgen, uh, Regeneron, Moderna. So those are definitely uh, ones to kind of keep an eye on as well, too, as has been a sector there that has really performed uh, quite well uh, so far this year. We also have the travel sector as well, too, which has really mm -hmm. been a really strong uh, sector here so far this year as that, you know, that post-COVID there, let's get out there and travel here. It's really been a good sector. So let's see what Airbnb says. Let's see what Booking Holdings says. Avis uh, is another one coming out there as well. Even Uber kind of falls into that category as well, too, at Trip City Airport as well, too. Seeing if the consumer there is still spinning on travel there or they start to see maybe a little bit of a, a pullback there and now that the uh, summer travel season is over. And I think another thing we talked about, the strong energy earnings we had last week with both uh, Chevron and uh, – yeah, it's on mobile there reporting record earnings as well, too. We're getting uh, some 
companies here coming out this week that are not the two big names, but I think a, a contrastor as well, too. We got BP coming out, which is one of the uh, European ones that's really kind of shifting their focus now to renewable energies. And compared to that, there's something like a ConocoPhillips out this well here that doesn't hedge their uh, oil uh, production as well, too. And it's really more that pure play on the energy market there and also U.S. Uh, production there and not only oil but gas and shale as well too so kind of see made the differences how about those companies performs and of course we have the uh once again those, those semiconductors or amd and mm -hmm. come out mm -hmm. there as well too they both have really kind of guided down especially amd as well too but can they beat those lower expectations and of course china situation there we saw that week uh, once again manufacturing pmi we're hearing about more lockdowns in china there so how does a company like uh, starbucks there what is their outlook there, given the situation there that these COVID lockdowns there do not seem to be abating whatsoever? Also, Roku, and to your point earlier in terms of travel stocks, I saw Marriott. Now, earlier in the show we were talking about, and I like the focus on energy names uh, because we were talking about crude oil around 85, 86, and ultimately the factor that, that uh, the force that is the Fed's been kind of ha having to reckon with and uh, how that is a consideration. And speaking of market, uh, or Michael, let's talk about a couple markets that you have your eye on as we begin the week as well. Again, crude hanging out around 85, 86. You've got 10-year yields holding up around this 4% level. The dollar, which seems to be finding some support around 110 right now, a very busy week for markets. Exactly right there as well, too. And a couple of markets here that you talked about earlier here that I think kind of took a little bit of surprise here is that breakout we're seeing in the gray markets here today mm -hmm. after that announcement that Russia was pulling out of their export deal with Ukraine to allow those ships to come out there as well, too. We've seen a huge spike in both wheat corn prices there as well, too. We'll see if that can kind of continue the momentum there. But you're right. Focus on something like crude oil here. Really kind of range bound here between 80 and let's say 92 and a half their 95 and the upside as well too kind of holding right around the 85 dollar level as well that weakness in china there i think kind of depressing prices a little bit today but we're still seeing you know overall i think good solid demand especially for the energy products there as well too which have definitely been outperforming crude the past several weeks here also looking at a market like copper there as well too ben another market that's kind of consolidating down at these levels here but we're starting to see once again we had a little bit of a test here to the upper of the range around that 360 level here and now we're starting to pull back oh, once again here as well too as once again that china story there really weighing on some of those commodity markets and of course we're looking at what's going on in the uh, equity markets here mm -hmm. it's been an outstanding october so mm -hmm. far especially for the dow jones which has been up with almost the best month since 1976 but looking at the s p's here once again we kind of stalled out on this recent rally here at a key technical level the 100 day moving average last big rally there was a 200 day moving average that kind of stopped the uh, recovery there as well too we'll have to see if the 100 day here kind of acts as the same momentum there or do we get a dovish fed there or a little bit more dovish fed there as well till we break through this uh widely watched moving average Dow to 33,000, definitely a focal point as we begin the week. It's below it right now uh, this Monday morning, lower with the S&Ps, the NASDAQ, and the Russell as well. But, uh, yeah, we've seen some big upside. And, Michael, this ties directly into our next discussion, which is the dollar, which is weak in some reflection of uh, what's helped or ultimately a reflection of uh, the indices coming off. So, Michael, appreciate you joining us here. A solid breakdown and lots to keep an eye on this week. Michael Zaremski helping us get ahead of a few potential market callus here. And